Hello and welcome back everybody to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. It's your host, Josiah. Looking forward to joining you in Scripture today to build our knowledge of God, to deepen our relationship with Him, to help us to learn how to serve one another and Him better. That's that and so much more that Scripture powers in our life. And if we ignore the Word, we just aren't going to grow in our faith, okay? We can't do that. We can't make it without the Word. So we, so we don't even try. All right, guys, um, we continue. You may or may not um, be a regular listener. If you are, you'll know we're, um, this will be number two in a series where we're just going to look at some scriptures in the New Testament that reference the Holy Spirit and not do anything special. We're not changing our format or anything. We're just going to look at some scriptures that reference the Holy Spirit and go with it like we normally do, okay? Uh, just leading up to uh, what we called our church encounter weekend where um, we look, we re, we kind of reconnect ourselves to the place of the Holy Spirit, the central place of the Holy Spirit in the Christian life. All right, so today we'll be in Galatians chapter 4, verse 6. Okay, Galatians chapter 4, verse 6 reads like this. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son, capital S, Jesus, into our hearts, the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. All right. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. <laughs> this is good, man. This is good stuff. Okay. So just within the context of the verse, to sell, of the verse itself, let's look uh, and get clear what Paul's saying. First of all, we know we're going to have to look at the verses that come before because this one starts with and. All right, our verse, chapter 4, verse 6 says, and. And so we'll know we'll need to look above to see why he's saying that. All right, but moving on, he says, and because you are sons. So since you belong to God in the way that a son belongs to his father. That's the whole idea here. It's not meant to exclude uh, ladies. If you're listening, you are his daughter. It's like, in this context, it means in the way, like that that closeness of relationship, that um that reception of an inheritance, that um, that care, that made in the image of, okay, that like that, because you are sons, God has sent. Because you belong to God like that, God has sent the spirit of his son, Jesus Christ, into your heart. So this is the gospel, is the heart of the gospel that not just that you were saved from hell because you were, not just because you were forgiven for your sins because you have been, but those things were done as preparation, so to speak, for the real deal, which is God wants to live with and through you. Like That's the whole point. Yes, forgiveness of sins. Yes, rescue from eternal judgment. Absolutely. But so that having taken care of those things, God can live in, with, through you by the spirit of his son, Jesus Christ. Okay? And the reason, and you have this spirit because you belong to God. That's why we say as Christians that we are God's children. God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. Okay. Now this spirit, what does he do in our hearts? I'm a lot, but just keeping in the context here, one of the things he does is in our heart, in the core of who we are, in our being, in our emotions, our thoughts, our mind, in, in who we are in every way, there's this cry going up from the Holy Spirit. If you're a Christian, 
there's this influence, this cry, this bubbling up, this pushing, this presence in your life who's pointing you towards God crying Abba, which is like an intimate Jewish word that a kid would call their father, like Papa or Daddy. Abba, Father. Okay? The Spirit of His Son into our hearts crying Abba, Father. So that connection, that Holy Spirit is grabbing our hearts and pointing our hearts in the direction of the Father and not in some dry way like, yes, you have been taken from the slot marked lost and moved into the slot marked saved, you know. Uh, no, it's a change of you have no father, you are lost, you are a spiritual orphan to no, you are being in, compelled by the Spirit to look up to God and cry, Abba, Father. Okay. Incidentally, this is why so many of us, and I've been there, maybe you have too, who have such a hard time, like we are down on ourselves. Just feel like, man, I'm a failure. I'm not doing good enough. I don't think God loves me because I'm not doing good enough for him. It's weird because this will actually put you at odds with the Holy Spirit. So you're like kind of fighting the Holy Spirit in your life. You're resisting him by going, I'm not good enough for God. I'm not good enough for God because the Holy Spirit is going to contend with you. He's pushing against you going, you've been made good enough for God. You've been made good enough for God. Isn't that cool? That's how you will feel that cry of Abba Father. So like you're trying to go with, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. And the Holy Spirit's going, you've been made good enough. You've been good enough. So if you want to stop that tug of war with the Holy Spirit, then you have to get into that gospel and begin to say, okay, God says I'm good enough. He paid my bill. It's not because of anything I've done. It's because this Holy Spirit is already in me going, you're good enough. God has made you good enough. All right. So just a beautiful verse on its own. Now look, let's look by why it says and, okay? In Galatians 4, where there's a long talk about um, our new position, our new relationship with God, which we don't have time to go into in this episode, but Paul is talking about that, and that's the overall context of Galatians chapter 4. You can go back and look at 3 for yourself, and you'll, you'll begin to see <clears throat> that Paul is establishing that we are an heir, meaning like we are inherit, like we're God's family, and so what belongs to God we are inheriting. I mean, this is um, verse 1, I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything, but he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. So he's talking about this heir, but he's a little kid. So the father puts these people in charge of him until he's an adult. He's the heir. No one can take his inheritance from him, but he's not old enough to inherit it yet. So he's being taken care of by the father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, that would be Mary, born under the law, that's the Old Testament laws of God, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. So that's a huge mouthful there. It's about the gospel. You're, you'll have to look at it yourself because we don't have time. But that's the context that we're into, so that we might receive adoption as sons. That's what God wanted to do. That was the end game of the gospel. Is he, God wanted his family Okay, so he sends the gospel through his son, Jesus Christ, to go get his kids. And if you know Christ today, you're one of them. If you have turned to Jesus and asked him for his mercy and repented, 
you are one of his children. And if you're listening to this, you're like, man, I didn't know it was like that. Then you can repent right now. You can say, man, I need that. I need to be adopted as a son because of what Jesus did for me. And you will be saved. And so that's the, that's the context, adoption of sons. And because you are sons, okay? So God did all that. He made the way for you to be adopted. And because you have been, then God has given you that greatest gift. Here's the reason. Here's the, the uh, center of our series we're doing. God has sent the Spirit. And what Holy Spirit is this? Well, it's the Spirit of his Son. That's a very unique word of, uh, title used for the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. The Spirit of his Son. It's not some unknown cloud of woo out there. You know, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus Christ. How can I get to know, you know, what do I need to know about the Holy Spirit? Here's what you need to know. He, he's, Jesus, he's the Spirit of Jesus Christ pointing you towards Christ. That's his job. That's what he's doing in you. God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So it's that adoption. It's that spirit of adoption uh, that Paul talks about in Romans 8. All right? That Holy Spirit. And then verse 7, just to drive it home. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. <laughs> Isn't that good? So it's all about your The Holy Spirit is, is the evidence, the substance, the guarantee, the power of your new position as a family member of God's, okay? And when we try to make it less than that or like an add-on or something different or it's for some Christians and not for others, that's why it just it can't fly. Not because God's picky, but because it's the heart of what he's trying to do. Does that make sense? The presence of the Holy Spirit in your life is the gospel, is your adoption, is the sign that you belong to God. Not your not your behavior and if you're doing good or not, those things, you. I want to do good, I want to pursue God, I want to put to death the deeds of the flesh, I want to put sin to death in my life, but I can only do that by the Holy Spirit. I can't do it on my own. So you have to get the Holy Spirit part first. And the way to get it is simply to realize that if you've put yourself um, at the mercy of Christ, then he has given you his Holy Spirit. End of story. Now build on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Build on that original cry of Abba, Father. You know, that's, as every child does who's born into a family, you just build on the fact that you were born into this family. Okay, I belong in this family. Here we go. All right? Okay. Um, where can we see Christ in these verses? He, first of all, the spirit of his son. Okay, so this is about this, this is about Jesus and his spirit living in and through us. This is about Galatians 2 and 20. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Okay, do you see that reference there? Christ who lives in me. How does he live in me? By the presence of the Holy Spirit. And, mo- and importantly, Jesus, while he was here, did what he did by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says um, that Jesus was a man who God gave the Spirit without measure, meaning he gave it to him carte blanche to, you know, blank check from the Holy Spirit to this man, Jesus Christ, because he was the son of God. Also, we know from his baptism that when he came up out of the water, the, the Holy Spirit, like a dove, not that the Holy Spirit is a bird with white feathers, but the Holy Spirit, like a dove, descended upon Christ and rested upon him to say, this is where the Holy Spirit rests on this man. Everything this man does, he does by the power and the full approval of the Holy Spirit and the Father in heaven. Okay. Whew, man, there's so much here, is there not? But we just have to call it a day, okay, because we've reached our time. So stay tuned. If you want to know more and hear more about some references in the New Testament to the Holy Spirit, just stay tuned. We'll be, 
we'll keep going with our series for a little while. See you next time.